0: Okay, hello, welcome to another episode of Time Sport on the Beat with me, Fadli, from the new Straits Time Sports desk. Today in the studio with us, we are very lucky to have a Malaysian Motorsports royalty, Jasmine Jaffa, race car driver. He's uh, set to turn 30 later this month, but it feels like he's been around forever already because he's done a lot of stuff uh, from single-seater racing, Formula Renault 3.5, with that spectacular win in Monaco back in 2015, GT racing, World Endurance Championship, and that win at uh, Fuji 2018, which I still remember
1: very clearly. Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us in the studio today. How no, have you been? thanks. Um, thanks for having me, Fadli. I'm I'm so happy and glad to be here. All
0: right. So, just uh, just to catch up with you, uh, the last. Two years have been a bit slow because of COVID. 2020, 2021 seasons pretty much uh, went down the drain. So can you just uh, update us on um, what what you've been up to this season from a racing perspective?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, uh, 2019 was a very uh, exciting time for me because um, um, i raced with two um, highly top teams, which was Triple Eight Johor Racing and uh, Craft Bamboo Racing in, in World GT Challenge. So it was a very, very busy year for me in 2019. But in 2020, we had um, a few plans uh, listed out. Uh, but unfortunately, everything was was on a handbrake, you know. So it was quite shocking um, because, you know, you, you're so used to travelling and, and, you know, getting into the next race, getting to the next flight and so on. Um, and the, your, your routine of doing that just... just completely stopped so um, yeah but I I kept my training up I was still doing uh, my role in Sepang where we had all our online meetings Um, I still kept uh, in touch with all my counterparts so at the end of 20 or mid 2021 when borders started opening I raced in the European Le Mans series which I had a podium in Monza I started um, education program called the technology transfer apprenticeship program and and in 2022, I'm racing full season again in World GT Challenge Asia. So it's a good, good comeback after COVID and, and we have exciting plans in the future.
0: All right, Jess, I, I think you did a few rounds of ELMS as well, uh, European Le Mans earlier this year.
1: How was that? It was good. I raced with a newly formed team. Uh, they've been around, but a newly formed team in LMP2 class which is a premier class in the European Le Mans series, uh, a prestigious endurance championship in Europe. It's a team called Virage. But honestly, how it came about is uh, my engineers, from whom I'm familiar with, from Jota, was the lead engineers in setting up Virage. So I had a teammate from uh, the States called Rob Holtz, who's very new to motor racing. And, um, you know, the, the whole foundation of the team was very fresh and it was really a nice gel to the team. But yeah, we parted ways recently they've gone and grown into doing other championships. So, um, and I, I'm leading up to mine. Yeah. All right.
0: So, Jess, uh, over the uh, next maybe uh, one to three years, w- what are your plans uh, in racing? Uh, is it going to be, is GT racing going to be the focus, or are you going to look to go back into WC?
1: Um, I hope so. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, Fadli, I feel like I have an unfinished business in um, the World Endurance Championship. I'm pretty sure you know what happened when we were leading the championship and the program got stopped at the end of Shanghai. You know, we, we had a fantastic win in, in Fuji. We finished fourth in Le Mans. And it was an all-Malaysian lineup that that would never happen again, you know. So yeah, prospects in the future, I think the endurance racing scene is growing enormously. The new hypercar category, which has 12 manufacturers. Um, they're adopting the new GT3 Plus category. So there is, there is options of going there. And we'll see. You know, I... I feel that's my path goal. I feel that um, I have the ability to to fight for my career to be there and yeah, and see where we go. All right. So uh, just for those
0: uh, who are maybe not familiar with the World Endurance Championship, uh, Jasmine, uh, back in 2018 and I think early 2019, is that right? Yeah. Uh, And uh, he uh, raced alongside uh, Nabil Jeffrey. Weyrentan in a Jotaka. car, and uh, they they did really well at Le Mans 2018. I think you were top six. Yeah,
1: yeah that's right. Uh, we finished sixth overall, fourth in class. But the race itself was. Um was so exciting, you know, like we arrived 10 days before the event because the 24 Hours of Le Mans is a race where you can't just enter, you know, you, you got to be invited to, to, to race there. So we had our win in Asian Le Mans and then we did a few rounds of WEC and then we entered the 24 Hours of Le Mans. So it's a very prestigious event, um, over 60 cars, uh, 300,000 spectators. And funny enough, after all that build up, the first hour which I started, we had a radiator leak you know so it was you know the the build up for the whole event and the first hour you're you're about to lose your race right so the team did a fantastic job in fixing the radiator you know changing it um fixing everything within 25 minutes and then once we got going we were dead last and trying to catch back our position and we were seven laps down but the amazing thing we 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 kept our head down and kept pushing and pushing and pushing and we managed to get up to 20th or something by midnight. Unfortunately, Weyron had an incident at 2 in the morning, and, you know, we kept pushing and pushing and pushing until we crossed the finish line at at 6th overall, 4th in class. So, I mean, if the radiator didn't crack or leak, who knows, you know, where we'll be. But um, it was an amazing race for for all of us. Uh, Jess, can you just uh, talk us through that Fuji win? Wow, Fuji 2018, well, you know... The 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 first things first is the combo of the three of us, right? The three of us, we had, uh, I mean, we're all Malaysians, but we had very different backgrounds from where we started our career, you know. At that time, Weiron was racing in the States where he was doing ovals and, you know, he's, he was having his career there. And then uh, Nambil was coming fresh out of Formula 2, you know, or GP2 at that time when they call it. And I was doing uh, my GT races with McLaren um, in 2017, which was an exciting year as well but trying to gel our different backgrounds together you know the, the the first things first is the Malaysian culture you know that that racing element and and the motivation that three of us had, that was exciting. So, you know, coming into the first few races, it took a bit of time for us to, you know, get into a rhythm. Once we got our first podium in Silverstone, we we sort of found a a good working environment together, a routine and, and so on. After Le Mans, we finished fourth. So by the time we came to Japan, we were, all three of us, we were so mentally prepared and we... We felt so strong that we can. So I started the race. It was raining and, you know, all three of us, we, we knew what to do. So I called on the strategy to switch to slick tyres quite early in the in the, in the the race in which uh, we pulled a good gap. And then I I handed over to Nabil, who was, was very consistent during his race. And then we run, pulled a further gap. So we maintained our position. We had a few safety cars uh, in between which caught our competitors. But in the end, it was... More than enough to pull a gap to win the race so first asian and first malaysian lineup to win in the world endurance championship
0: all right so do, do you still keep in touch with uh, uh nabil and
1: uh, uh i do now and again yes i mean uh, more so weyron you know he he grew his career into a different direction at the moment he's leading um the operations for aston martin racing asia which is fantastic, and then Nabil has veered his career elsewhere, yeah, we remain good friends, you know um we we share the light of the special moment that we had together and and three of us know that it will never happen again
0: uh, why, why do you say it'll never happen again? who knows if, there, if there's a sponsor who comes along or something?
1: <laughs> you know Fadli, i i in racing i I always have this um sometimes you got a dream and sometimes you you inspire that, that it would happen again. But now, uh, with the competition element and, and the cost element, it's not that easy. Um, of course, the team wants experienced drivers and drivers that, that has the calibre to win. So, you never know, like you say, but uh, not, not in the near future. All right, Jess. So,
0: I uh, just want to ask you, between uh, winning at Monaco in Formula Renault and uh, the Fuji win, which one do you do you cherish the most?
1: Wow, both both is special. Both still lingers in my memory and it feels as though it's yesterday. Um, but Monaco felt sweeter because um, it took me three attempts trying to win it. You know, the first year I went as a young Malaysian and I finished third. The second time I was on the front row. I didn't have the best of starts and finished third as well. The third attempt, you know, although um, I had issues with my car before the start of the race and soon after I I recovered from it, you know, um, I had a leak in the compressor where I couldn't shift gears in the morning of the race. So it, it normally takes about 40 minutes to change the compressor for the car so in the end uh, we overcame that and um, I won the race in front of you know the Formula 1 paddock as well because it was the morning of the race it was really really awesome and, and I never thought that Nagaraku would be played that day in Monaco
0: okay Jess yeah, so you've done single city racing you've done uh, prototype racing LMP2 you've done GT racing what format or, or between these three do you
1: enjoy the most I still like well you know uh, formula, everything has its pros and cons, right? Like, the formula, because of the amount of grip and uh, the amount of power, and it's so so incredibly light, right, these cars. But at the same time, you have to be superly fit to drive because you're doing an hour and a half races to try to, you know, maximise and adapt your, your your performance. But on the other hand, you know, when you do GT racing, it's all about... You know, it's different kind of disciplines and strategies. You know, like it's like a sprint runner. I I was once a sprint racer. You know, and then I I'm doing endurance runner, which is a marathon runner. And and it's good in different types of perspectives. But I I really love prototypes. Prototypes, you know, it gives you the opportunity to develop the car a bit more. You know, in terms of the damping, um, some arrow parts into the car. Although there's a cost cap element in the in the championship. But you you could still develop little little things you know like even it's sixty five degrees in the car right and you can still work with a team like my engineers at Jota was was awesome and and they they help the driver cooling and we help each other and the simulator. Um, getting better info on the on the steering wheel dash so that development is is really immaculate la. and to summarize in another way it takes a, a whole team to fight for victories right and and Jota feels like home to me um throughout all my years in in racing uh, Jess, uh have you ever considered racing in uh,
0: maybe something uh, like uh, touring cars or anything like that <laughs>
1: Um yeah I mean if I had the offer and the opportunity and why not you know I uh, I remember when they came to Malaysia um the WTCR weekend and uh the, I think the event was called Races of Malaysia or Race yeah Races of Malaysia where they had the bike and the cars the same weekend The WTCR is is a uh, is a fantastic championship I mean uh there's top drivers like, you know, Alish, Ivan Muller, I and mean, these guys have been around for so long and, and I I would love to give it a go. Um but the only thing is uh, is is the different technique of driving Because 'cause I'm so used to driving cars with a lot of downfalls. And then um those those touring cars, the, you know, they they're bumper to bumper, wheel banging racing and it makes racing so exciting but um but yeah, I the closest thing I've driven to 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 touring cars is the V8 supercars in Australia. I I tested in two attempts already, uh, with Triple Eight, um, and they are the they are the championship winning team for uh, Red Bull, uh, and Paul Racing uh, down there. Um, my friend Shane van Gisbergen has won the championship three times with them, so. Um, and that's another different ball game, you know, for touring cars. So, 600 horsepower, skinny tires, and just great racing.
0: Just yes, you know, you know what I'd like to see you race, not Saga Cup, <laughs> <laughs> because there is like no downforce at all, and there is like a heel and toe stick shift. Yeah. And I really, Really bumper to bumper stuff. Uh, I think uh, you know for Saga Cup the excitement uh, doesn't really translate into the the videos and all that you can't see. No. But if if you watch it, like, it's like really it's like oh, uh, old school BTCC almost. Like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean that's what it was back in the day, right? When it was Batu Tiga Days, Pasigudang and stuff like that. And it was like forty cars, people were like, you know, banging each other, and it, it brought such great racing. And it's great that, you know, uh, MSF and the guys at Ardian are running it till today. No, uh, you know, funny enough, I, I had a testing session a couple of weeks ago in Sapang And um, it's a friend of mine who, who just started racing and we, we were just um, having a bit of fun. And I haven't driven H-Pattern cars for a very, very long time. So, um... I think the last time was probably, well, it was sequential, but Formula BMW back in 2007. So I drove a H-pattern car once again, you know, and it reminds me back in my days in 2005 or something like that, trying to to learn how to drive a manual car, race a manual car. And uh, so, yeah, you know, I was typical me where I'm always chasing lap times, right, trying to get down to the 10th, and which I did, you know, I was quite happy and you know it's Sorry team, to
0: interrupt you, Jazz. What car was it you were testing?
1: I um it was a Honda Jazz actually. <laughs> Is it an MCS car? It was an M C S car, oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So I was just you know, I had a free couple of days and you know, I thought I thought have, have a bit of fun. And um and yeah, I, I like I said, I got down to the tenth and then, you know, I had team was happy whatever and and then I woke up the next morning Hmm, my left arm doesn't feel so good, you know. <laughs> And uh, I can't remember what I did the last few days. And it made me realise that my whole left arm was so sore because I was trying to, you know, get the, get the gear shifted so quick and, and accurate, right, at the same time. So I, w- I had my sore arm for like a week, you know. I know it's a Honda Jazz and, and it was a race car, or whatever it was, but but um, it was great fun. But yeah, it, it just, yeah, bring me back to the past a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, uh, for
0: those uh, who are not too familiar, MCS stands for Malaysian Championship Series. I think they, alongside uh, MSF, uh, are like the two organizers of uh, touring car races in Malaysia. And um, Jazz was uh, uh, testing for his friend, uh, Honda yeah, Jazz. That's right. I, <laughs> so, OK, so, uh, Jazz, uh, besides racing, uh, you've uh, gone on to do a lot more projects uh, off, off the track nowadays with uh, your company, Persona Energy. Yep. And uh, your TTAP program, Yep, yep. Uh, Technology Transfer Apprentice. Apprenticeship program. Apprenticeship program. That's right. right. Okay. Can you just uh, brief us about that? I mean, what is it all about?
1: Uh, so, I mean, I've been in motorsport this year in total is 23 years. So, you know, during my journey when I was doing Formula 3 and Renault World Series, which is F2 equivalent at that time, I realized, hey, you know, Malaysians have been developing um, drivers and riders this whole time. And why not technicians and engineers, you know, race engineers, race technicians? So, um, it was uh, about 2018, 2019, I, I moulded this um, syllabus that I thought would be uh, very beneficial to, to a talented individual, talented Malaysian that can be... Um, placed with one of the leading teams in motorsports, you know, because I, I've I've raced with many many good teams that, that has many successes, and I realized that was the missing gap. So I formed the syllabus, and we were working closely with Mari at the time, and we were supposed to push through a pilot project of uh, five engineers. Uh, but 2020 it failed because of COVID and and uh, budgetary requirements and all that. But 2021 we managed to pull it through. So, Alhamdulillah, yes, we, we we managed to place four talents into the FIE World Endurance Championship, uh, garner as much experience, gather all the new technologies that uh, can be found in the FIEWEC. WEC. And the most amazing thing is that, um, and they've been adopted to, uh, you know, Le Mans winners Jota. And, uh, you know, these guys, they, they don't stop, developing, pushing, trying to find the missing 10th, you know, and there's no better way or place to learn. And, uh, you know, the, the owners, Sam Hignett and, and David Clark, they, they were so kind and they speak highly of the apprentices that were there. And, uh, and I intend to grow more. So the good news is this year we expanded into a two-tier program. So obviously five is uh, uh, our aim to to send to WEC, and then we we're doing ninety five vocational students uh, that we intend to place within the grassroots championships. So this morning, just to share with you, Fadli, uh mm-hmm. two of them has just left to to Bahrain to WEC, and they they will spend time with Jota in the UK soon after that. So I'm happy that we 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 are growing the pool, and and this will be the future for for talent development. Uh, for technicians and engineers.
0: I understand you also are placing some apprentices with the Capri teams this year. Correct, That's
1: correct. You right? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not a pro in two wheels, you know, just to be honest with you. But, um, you know, I, I know Dato Razlan very well and he's running his MotoGP team. Um, I know Ron Hogg from the championship and, you know, these industry players, uh, it's all about growth, right? And uh, Siva from 31 Racing was very kind enough to kickstart the pilot with us uh, over the weekend. Uh, he also saw our initiative for what we want to do and, and Siva's one, uh, his team has won the championship four times in a row in, in Wira Capri. Uh, which is an incredible achievement. Uh, Petronas is one of his uh, title sponsors, so I thought this would be another stepping stone for our talents. So from our pool, I, I we interviewed and we chose four of the best uh, into his team where they would do uh, the Sepang round and Batukawan uh, soon after in later this year. Uh, but the end goal is I wanna I want to place more into two wheels because the two-wheel market, as you know, within the region is so big. Even uh, I had dinner with uh, the Dona guys, Carmelo and Carlos, and they were so focused on the Asian market for MotoGP that Malaysian talents, Asian manufacturers such as uh, TVS is such a big player now in two wheels, and, and, you know, Honda's and Yamaha's base in Indonesia. So I thought this can be a stepping stone for our Malaysian talents to enter into such championships. So now I have to thank them. I have to thank 31 Racing, uh, Ron Hawk, Pre, you know, um, and and all these guys for for believing that uh, the technology transfer apprenticeship program is the platform for them to kickstart their careers.
0: All right. Okay, Jess, I just want to ask you, would it be possible in the future maybe to see you take up a team principal role?
1: <laughs> I, I got this question uh, several times a couple of weeks ago as well. At the moment, uh, I don't think so, Fadli. You know, I, I have been a racing driver all my life. Um, you know, now branching into education, um, you know, even my role in, on the board of SIC. And, and I'm also part of the road. Road Safety Council in Johor For the moment It's not my core goal Or interest um, I know some of my friends have You know um, Perhaps Weyron is also Leading the charge And Aston Martin So he, he would suit the bill More than me But um, but having said that uh, I'm happy where I am and, and happy to grow What I'm doing at the moment
0: Speaking about being on the board At uh, SIC How has that been for you?
1: Um not easy, <laughs> not easy. Um, you know, it's, it's entering, you know, a, a whole new world of, of the corporate world, right? You know, working with several ministries alongside the Ministry of Finance, the Youth and Sports Ministry. There's there's several other corporate players, um, and my chairman Tan Sri Azmaniah here has been a great leader leading the entire company. But yeah, I've, I've entered SIC almost three years ago now um I was 26 27 at the time uh, but yeah we've we've grown and and we've put in strong implementations i've set up the kpis for motorsport development um we've been pushing the motorsport development steering committee quite hardly we've got new board members with fresh ideas to push um the new implementation uh, Encik Syafriman Freeman's on board now as the, as the new CEO. Uh, we're pushing boundaries. And uh, a couple of months ago, we, we introduced the new Driving Experience Centre uh, that will be the kickstart of, of uh, another new uh, reach, uh, you know, in terms of driving uh, technicians and etc., which can be a good help for uh, road safety as well. Um, and we're upgrading the karting circuit. Um, for our grassroots to to grow their their skills and development, there it will be a strong hub in the future. And 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 I'm very happy where um, the milestones that we've reached. Of course, COVID has affected our timeline uh, to reach that far, but uh, the implementations are moving quite swiftly.
0: All right, Jazz. We've got a few minutes left. I just want to ask you some uh, less serious questions. Okay, <laughs> go for so, it. So, uh, what's your favorite track? The um, Besides, Sepang. Wow. Besides
1: the punk. <laughs> I like. Um, actually, I like Valencia very much. But actually, I I I raced in a couple of tracks in Japan this year. I really really like uh, Okayama. Okayama was very cool. You know, it's high speed um Banking and blind crest corners and very hard on the tires. It's 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 a really cool track. So Okayama is pretty up there.
0: All right. Okay, if you uh, were in endurance racing and you you only had uh, one partner, who would it be?
1: Oh, any driver?
0: Uh Okay, Malaysian first. M- Malaysian
1: first. Uh. Okay. Um. Wow, that's a tough question. Actually, uh, I would have Afik Ikwan with me. All right. Where yeah. is it? He's the funniest guy ever <laughs> um, no, but uh, Afik has an incredible raw talent with raw speed. just need to get him to go to the gym a bit more because he hates going to the gym <laughs> so i think I think if we train together and, and work hard together but his his raw talent in in g t cars and uh, prototypes when we race together was, was superb so i I would love to reunite with him and, and race together. All right. Okay.
0: Um, what's your favorite, uh, car layer? Like front engine, rear wheel drive, all wheel drive, four wheel drive, uh, front engine, front wheel drive?
1: Has to be rear wheel drive. Um, rear wheel drive. Mm, it depends actually. For a race car, it has to be mid engine, rear wheel drive. But for a road car, I've seen so many, you know, front engine, short back, you know, road cars, you know, um, Recently, I saw the, the 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 AMG AMG GT Black Series. Wow, seven hundred horsepower front engine, but it drives as though it doesn't have a front engine. You know, so well balanced. Um, even the new Ferraris are front engine. So, yeah. But my preference is still mid engine, rear wheel drive. All right.
0: Okay. So, if you already had a daily driver. Let's say you had a Mercedes Wagon uh, estate or something to do all your daily stuff mm-hmm. and you could only choose one sports car for the weekend for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: Nine eleven R.
0: Nine eleven R. Yeah, nine eleven.
1: Nine one one R or yeah. the G T three touring, which is um I mean it's a nine nine one, it's it's quite modern, but the manual version of it, you know, um the nine eleven R is limited production, obviously. The sports, uh, the nine eleven touring is very rare, but that's one car. If I had the money tomorrow, I'll buy it and keep it for the rest of my life. Just to
0: be clear, GT three touring, oh nine nine one or 992? Nine 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 one. Nine yeah, nine, one. nine nine one. Nine nine one. Right. Yeah,
1: that's okay, my, my dream.
0: Okay, Jay, is there anything else you'd like to add? We're running out of time
1: already. Uh no, I think thanks for having me, and and for you know the viewers, thanks for tuning in. For the up and coming talents, never stop chasing your dream, and sky's the limit to wherever. You intend to reach your goal. All right,
0: Jazz, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been Time Spot on the Beat. Don't forget to tune in to the next episode. You can catch us on Audio Plus, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts.